It's This Week in Bourbon, unfiltered, uncut, straight bourbon whiskey news. And here's your headlines for March 3rd, 2023. Wash Tucky is suing Wilderness Trail for failing to make contract barrels. Acker Wines has agreed to pay a maximum fine for selling counterfeit bottles. And there are now two new Kentucky Derby bottles that are being released. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Hey everybody, this week in bourbon, another week, more bourbon, more Kenny, more Ryan. Hey, I'm sure people just love hearing our voices and talking bourbon news. I'm sure this is what everybody signed up for. You'd be surprised. You know, I, know. I do get a lot of feedback that a lot of people like this show. So they, this one specifically. It is becoming more popular than the Thursday episodes where we invite all these people to come on and talk about stories, but people just want to know about bourbon news, I guess. Yeah, they want to know where to put their money. They use us as a... <laughs> I got someone today was telling me like, yeah, listen to your This Week in Bourbon just to like figure out, you know, my investments in bourbon and stuff, you know, if I'm doing okay. And I'm like, well, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure to let you know when the sky starts falling. But yeah, 
You'll be the first to hear right here because we're, we'll be falling with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be we'll be way under, but maybe we'll be the ones going. No, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't don't move. Don't move anything. Don't sell. We'll be like all the the financial advisors this year. Everything's fine. Just hold tight. It's a temporary <laughs> pullback. You know. Feel like now, now's the time to buy. <laughs> feel like it's in trading places when he's on the show floor, like where they're trying to corner the orange market or whatever it was and they're like no 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 don't sell if you remember that great time to buy oh yeah Yeah. definitely train place is a good one but speaking of that i also got you know i was in st louis this past week got to do some bottle signing some meet and greets got to talk to some listeners of the show and i tell you what man anybody that comes up to me a lot of them are starting to say how much they love Behind the Pursuit because they are getting an introduction. It's not just we talk about bourbon, but it's the business. It's the business aspect and what it takes to actually build and run this. And people find it fascinating. They think that there's more juicy gossip that happens in there because we talk about all the gory details of of actually building a business. Yeah, I was actually on uh, Dixon and uh, David... Uh David Young, I think it's, sorry if I'm butchering that, um, from Golden Sheath, but they have a blending bourbon podcast and we were talking about all our, everybody thinks, you know, owning a bourbon brand is like sexy, romantic, like luxurious lifestyle, where in reality you just get like your dick kicked in every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what what's going to go wrong today? Go ahead and brace ourselves. I'm, I'm just like... I, ba- I was telling my wife this. I basically, be, I'm like so comfortable with being un- uncomfortable. I'm just like numb to it anymore. <laughs> it's like <laughs> every day is just something goes wrong. But. It's part of what it takes. I mean, when we were, I had just told you bad news before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well. I'm not surprised. Know. It's like, <laughs> what else is new? I mean, it's, it's, it's not the worst news, but it's, it's something that we'll just, you just got to adapt and move on. I'm sure we'll be able to take care of that. Plus the other 90,000 things that we got to take care of too. Yep, a lot out of her control, but you know, that's we signed up for it, so we can't complain. Mm-hmm. You know, so how was St. Louis? St. Louis good. St. Louis is good, and you know, nobody met me at the bottom of the arch to ride up with me, so I still got a spare ticket. If anyone wants to find me, I'll mail it to you. Actually, I didn't do that, but I did drive by and you know did my obligatory shot of it, and I posted it on Instagram. But no, it was great. Got to hang out at Lit Cigar Lounge. Really cool space, uh, especially for. If you're, if you're into stogies and bourbon, it's the place to go there in St. Louis. And they got a really a, a new cool spot that they're building there too. So really excited to see that happen. And then next day I got to hang out at Dogwood. I uh, met a lot of other great store owners, went to Wine and Cheese Place, went to Royals, went to, uh, let's see, who else did I you go went to? the to? St. Louis Bourbon Club's new Yeah, club the too, new St. Louis Bourbon Club that's going to be there. So shout out to St. Louis Bourbon Society, Drew and James. They got a really cool thing going on there. It's going to be really exciting when they get that space done because it's truly a a, a congregation, a hangout spot, and they've got a, a really kind of novel idea going. I mean, they got lockers and all this other kind of stuff, reservations that'll happen for it, and it's it's club members only. So there is something to be to say that you're in the club. Like there is there are perks of benefits of it. You just got to go through the hazing initiation. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You got to kill a bottle of hazmat. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But I, I will say it was it was kind of cool as well. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to a few other people because they listen to the show and they know I like my barrel-aged beers. Uh, I came back with more beers than I came 
uh, there with. So I'm sure um, Lauren's thrilled. <laughs> so, uh, you know, shout out to Phil from Perennial. Shout out to Chris. Uh, I think it was, oh, crash, I'm, I'm forgetting which one it is. Uh, but there was a six pack of, of barrel aged beers he gave me as well. And then also shout out to Tim, met him from Side Project Brewing. So a lot of great breweries that are in and around that area. I tell you what, they are spoiled with boil age, or with barrel aged beers. So um, I'm excited to kind of dig into crack into some of those soon too. Yeah, you can keep those to, to yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm they're, good. <laughs> they're big old bombers, all like 12.5%, my friend. I'll, I'll be sitting pretty. Yeah, good luck. Safe or, journey. Or sitting little cockway, cockward and sideways or something. I don't really know. but Yep. And then uh, I'll be on the road tomorrow morning. You might be listening to this. Uh, tomorrow will be Friday. So Friday, yeah. Heading to Nashville. And then Franklin, I'll be at St. Goose handing out some samples of uh, United Bourbon, Rye, and Dough Collection. So come by, be there from five to seven, come by, say hi, you know, or just, you know, shoot the shit, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> something to help us kill a few hours while we're sitting there in a liquor store. Yeah, exactly. So um, I was yeah. doing a picture of a post of me in the liquor store this past week. And uh, I guess it's not as, as glorious as people think because it's like we go to a liquor store and like behind the counter, there's also there's dip and there's cigarettes and there's also the kind of stuff like it's you not saw that cigarettes comment. here. <laughs> I saw that comment like how much are Marlboros or something? <laughs> or like, he said, can somebody can you snatch me a pack of <laughs> that was actually one of my first businesses is <laughs> this crazy story. So in New Jersey, when I went to school, cigarettes were like $14 a pack. Whereas in Kentucky, they were like, you know, at the time they were like three bucks, you know, a pack. So, so I would bring, you're, a, you're a bootlegger of tobacco. Oh yeah. I brought <laughs> a bunch of cartons of, of Marlboros and whatnot. So uh, I took my orders, but come fall semester and brought them up, and made, <laughs> you know, a few hundred bucks, you know, that's my entrepreneurial mind. There you go. Uh, bootlegging tobacco man that's the best way to do now, it now i'm doing booze you know that's i guess i was born for this <laughs> <laughs> all the sins yep. but, um, yeah before we get started here i also want to say uh, i know ryan's going to be there and then also next friday on march 10th you can go to ricky b's here in louisville and our ambassador steve breen will actually be pouring united there and he's gonna be doing that from 6 to 8 p.m before the band comes on so if you're into some local music and you want to do that just go ahead and hop on over there and try some united yeah i, I love I, he was showing me the the venue and the music i love that blues funky kind of music so soul music so it seems like a cool place i'm having a procedure done later this week so uh if i i won't go into details but if <laughs> it's a common procedure for males but uh yes it's a we'll we'll be in your thoughts and prayers how about that yeah exactly i'll be watching conference tournaments on my couch all weekend but uh two if you if you're in a barbecue and uh I want to learn how to pair bourbon with barbecue. My meat church video came out with Matt Pittman uh, on YouTube. It aired on Wednesday. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, I thought it turned out great. You know, uh, didn't know what to expect. I thought I hated listening to myself. I hate watching myself even more on TV. But (laughs) You uh, do all right. Yeah, but I I thought it turned out great. Matt has an awesome staff with, you know, his whole career and whatnot. It took a lot of effort, so I appreciate it everyone with his crew making it happen it was a lot of fun and the feedback has been really positive so now i think we'll do a part two at some point if it makes you feel any better i'm looking at it right now on youtube and you're about to eclipse forty thousand views on that one video 
Yeah, it was kind of strange. I was doing the math. So I was like looking at one of his brisket videos and I was counting like, okay, so if he's done this many views in like two weeks, that's an average of 10 or 9,000 views per day. And I'm like looking at her, I'm like, well, I know we're at 20,000 views per day in two days. So maybe we'll get there, but I should not do that. I don't know why I'm comparing myself <laughs> to brisket yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. That's don't my do that. competitive nature, but I've made it my goal to like respond to every single comment. And that is like really hard, but I'm making it my goal and trying to respond to anyone, everyone that has a comment or question. So thank you for everyone that's listened and commented on that. It was a lot of fun shooting that. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. And then one last little news thing before our news thing, before we get into the other bourbon news is that, a lot of people have been asking us and they're like, hey, I'm in Louisville. Where can I find this bottle? Or, hey, I'm traveling through Knoxville. I need to find this bottle. For United, you can go to their website at PursuitSpirits.com and there is a store finder and a store locator on there. And so we continually update that with all the stores that carry our products. So if you are looking for it and you're traveling through somewhere, just utilize that. And that's going to be your best way to be able to find a bottle. Yes. Shout out to Kenny. I had nothing to do with putting that up. That is not in my wheelhouse, but uh, it it turned out great. So I was playing with it the other night. There we go. Well, you know what today is as well. Did you know what today is? March 3rd? March 3rd. Does it, Gosh. It's a very important day in bourbon history. Uh, that's uh, probably not. I don't and know. I should probably put it in the calendar because I didn't know unless somebody sent it to me. But it's is bottled it our and anniversary? bond day. It's bottled and bond day. Oh. So March 3rd, 1897 is when the bottled and bond act changed the bourbon world forever. And Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr., you also know him as Colonel E.H. Taylor, from he was born in 1830 and died in 1923, was one of the original Kentucky bourbon aristocrats. And is one of the largest contri contributors uh, Taylor made to the whiskey history was his role in passing the Bottle and Bond Act of 1879. And this act protected, oh wait, 1897, right? I was like, wait, 1879, that didn't sound right. Uh, the act protected consumers from bogus whiskey posing as quality products and an alarming and uncommon occurrence, and was an alarming and common occurrence at the time. The Bottled and Bond Act was the first consumer protection act in United States history. And given the Bottled and Bond Act was passed nine years before the Pure Food and Drug Act. So there you go. A little, little oh. bit of bourbon trivia right there for you. I think you ask me that question every March 3rd and I forget. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when your your spouse goes, do you know what day it is? And you're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which anniversary did I forget this time? <laughs> Was it our dating anniversary? First date, first hug, first kiss? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, here we go. On to some actual bourbon news here. So Campari Group... They announced a $420 million deal earlier this year by getting a controlling stake in Wilderness Trail Distillery. And the Italian liquor giant said that Kentucky Distillery would provide a much-needed juice for its expansion into premium bourbon, and particularly compares high profitable but supply-starved whiskey barons' expressions. There's only one problem. A portion of the output of the 10-year-old Wilderness Trail Distillery in Danville, Kentucky, around 12,500 barrels worth, was already allocated and promised to an outfit called Wash Tucky Holdings. And this is according to a lawsuit filed in federal court in Louisville earlier this month. Washtucky is linked to a hedge fund managed by a Seattle, Washington investment firm that offers bourbon as a quote-unquote alternative investment to its well-heeled clients. Without needing to set foot in Kentucky, these investors are betting that the bourbon boom will keep booming, meaning that whiskey barrels will continue to appreciate, providing a significant return for those who hold on to them for a few years before selling. And according to the lawsuit, they lost out on a chance to nearly triple their money they planned to pay for their wilderness trail barrels. 
Washtucky is linked to Freestone Capital Management, another Seattle-based wealth management firm that oversees $8.9 billion in assets, and that's according to the regulatory disclosure filed in November. Freestone provides investment advisory services and manages private funds on behalf of individuals who have generally at least $1 million to invest in institutional clients, such as endowments and pension funds. A small corner of Firestone's, or sorry, Freestone's portfolio is the Freestone Bourbon Fund, which is a hedge fund created in 2019 that has nearly $138 million in assets and 269 investors. And that's according to Freestone's forms ADV. Freestone, acting through its affiliate Washtucky, first struck a deal to buy barrels from Wilderness Trail back in February of 2020. This is again according to the lawsuit. The deal followed a tour of the Danville Distillery, during which Wilderness Trail co-founder and CEO Shane Baker told Freestone representatives that he had recently sold 604-year-old barrels for around $2,850 per barrel, and that was according to the complaint. That day, Freestone's Wash Tucky inked the deal to purchase up to 40,000 new filled barrels from Wilderness Trail over four years, a haul that was later expanded by up to 13,500 barrels when Wilderness Trail unlocked more capacity, and that was again according to the lawsuit. Washtucky initially agreed to pay $660 per barrel plus storage fees and transfer fees, raising it to about as much as $758 per barrel through subsequent agreements, again, according to more documents in the lawsuit. Wilderness Trail plus, uh, sorry, Wilderness Trail produced at least 7,500 barrels for Washtucky, but the relationship broke down in 2022 when Baker, they said he became evasive about when the distillery would churn out the remaining 2,500 barrels it was owed for Washtucky for that calendar year culminating in what Washtucky described as Baker's wrongful termination of the contract by email on December 7th, 2022. Baker cited that the Campari and Wilderness Trail partnership announced on October 31st as the reason Wilderness Trail could not continue making barrels for Washtucky. Again, that was according to the lawsuit. Campari, which has owned a famed part of the Kentucky brand of wild turkey and is Lawrenceburg Distillery, Kentucky, since 2009, disclosed in October that it would pay $420 million for that 70% stake in Wilderness Trail. Uh, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Wilderness Trail's failure to produce the barrels for Washtucky cost Freestone's Bourbon Fund about $21.7 million in lost profits before storage and transfer costs. The calculation is based on $2,500 per barrel price since Washtucky claims it was receiving on its two-year-old barrels as of December 2022, which implies a roughly 280% return over two years. The lawsuit did not specify if those barrels originated with Wilderness Trail or another distiller. There's a lot there. Yeah. This will give people kind of an insight. You know, I think we had an episode on bourbon as an, in, as an investment. investment for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where we kind of broke this down. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, we're not here to say who's right or wrong. I mean, there's a lot in this and this is all, you know, this is all from the Wash Tucky side. Not, uh, there's no, hasn't been a response from Wilderness Trail or Campari, right? Correct, correct. And I believe... Now, don't I'm not going to throw names around here, but there is also somebody else that we know that also has barrels that had a contract at Wilderness Trail. And there is a clause in there that said something along the lines of that if Wilderness Trail is purchased, then they reserve the right to terminate the contract. Yeah. So I've heard that that's as a part of there. So this could just end up just being noise that ends up going, look, it was right here the entire time. Yeah, that's. It's just part of it, <laughs> you know. That's one of our biggest fears, you know. With anytime your contract is stealing, and that's our biggest fear: is someone get purchased. You know, that's why we were relieved when Bardstown got purchased by Pritzker, and they were going to keep with the same uh, same process. You know, yeah. same process. Uh, thankful for that. Still trying to get that 
lifetime contract, even though it seems like it doesn't matter in this case. <laughs> There's a clause somewhere that we didn't read in the fine print. Yeah. God, but, it's like uh, 50 pages. I'm not reading all this. Just make me the interesting thing is that four-year whiskey was 2,800 bucks two year, or, you know, two and a half years ago. And now it's at like 4,500, I think. Or something yeah, crazy. I think it's going down a little bit. I think we're, we're getting closer to the 3,800 realm now. So I think we're, we're starting to see the... It, it, mostly because from... From what I've I've heard is that if you have barrels at Wilderness Trail, you have to get your barrels out of Wilderness Trail or you've got to sell them to somebody who will get them out of there. And that means that you're kind of in scramble mode to either find them, get them somewhere, or you're putting on the market and you're got, I mean, as soon as you, know, you flood the market with stuff, of course, the price is going to start going down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, what amazes me is what, you know, four years pricing is coming down, but the one to two year prices haven't, I don't think from what I've noticed. And that, that's because there are no new make contracts and, and there's a barrel shortage. So that one to two years really kind of holding this value. Um, just cause if you don't have a contract, you want to buy that whiskey as young as possible to, so you can realize the appreciation versus someone else, but they know that I guess the, you know, the people with the barrels know that. And so prices remain high at that, that age range. Yeah. It, you, know, you mentioned the barrel shortage. It's a, that's a good point. And I was talking to somebody else that, that we know, uh, Jeremy Deaver. Uh, he's, he's one of a person that he, he's kind of like, he's got his, his tentacles and all kinds of oh, people yeah. in the bourbon industry and all this other kind of stuff. And I was talking to him and we were talking about the barrel shortage and, and he made a really good point. And I think it'd be really interesting to see is that because right now it's true. Uh, we've talked to a lot of people and they're getting squeezed out from their cooperages and you just, they just can't get barrels. And, it's just they can't supply them anymore, and that's just the way it's going to be. And so I'm kind of curious why there's such a big hesitancy on why people just don't want to start using second-use barrels and just making American whiskey. Like, just keep cranking stuff out. Like, don't don't stop doing it or don't put it in totes and wait because there's the other thing of what you could do is potentially send them back to the Coopers, shave the inside of the barrel, rechar it, or maybe not even shave the inside of it, just rechar it. And then all of a sudden you've, you've got a, another use out of it. Now it's not going to be called bourbon, but it will probably be a better American whiskey. Yeah. I mean, this, it's funny. This was, you know, discussed several times at, um, Moonshine University that, you know, bourbon with this whole new charred oak barrel thing. And it's not because there's an oak shortage or whatnot, you know, it's just because of the, the labor demands that with this whole char, new chart oak barrel thing is like the whole industry really has to think, you know, about the longevity of this whole, you know, as it continues to grow, is it sustainable to, to have this, you know, new chart oak uh, requirement uh, to be bourbon? So it, it, it's an interesting thing. I don't know. I you know, you we kind of went through the, the Coopers are like, no, 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 we should, we should probably well, keep that in there. <laughs> well, yeah, that they were the ones that made it, you know, <laughs> made that rule. But, um, it, you know, we went through this about, I don't know, was it late two thousands? Um, and they kind of got out of it, but then the explosion, the growth has just kind of exploded beyond their, you know, capacity. So who, who knows? It, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, challenge and who knows what the right answer is. I agree. I agree. But I, I do like the the slightly used barrel thing. I mean, all these those damn toasted barrels, you know, how much <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah. you use them for three weeks and then they're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's uh I mean, somebody uses them, but you know, in overseas and rum or tequila or whatever, but it it does suck from a category standpoint that, that barrel's just kinda obsolete. 
for sure. Well, we'll find more uses for them, and maybe it's not just for pot or you know putting plants in them or something like that too. Yeah, just uh, yeah, I like the plant planters. They're yeah, cute. Yeah, they look good. They look good. So here's a new statement coming from uh, the Kentucky bourbon industry. This is coming from the KDA on House Bill Five. And so this is something else that is relatively new. Uh, we've talked about the ad valorem tax for a while, and now it's actually finally moving in a direction. So they said, quote, eliminating the job-killing inventory tax on aging barrels requires consideration of the distilleries that pay it and the local communities that benefit from it. Kentucky's signature bourbon industry believes that the phase-out schedule in House Bill 5 ultimately benefits local communities across Kentucky by more than doubling the industry's tax before any reduction occurs. In fact, most local communities will see no reduction from the current revenues for at least the next 10 years. While the bill will initially uh, and significantly increase our tax liability, we appreciate the leadership of ANR Chairman Joseph Petrie and Speaker David Osborne to put forth a proposal to slowly phase out the discriminatory tax. The success or failure of House Bill 5 will determine whether Kentucky's distilling industry continues to call the Commonwealth home, bringing jobs and tax revenue as it grows, or whether it's forced to look at other states for future growth and even potentially relocating existing facilities. So thank you to the legislature for addressing this crisis. It is imperative that the Kentucky General Assembly end the tax on the $9 billion homegrown industry that employs 22,500 Kentuckians and attracts millions of tourists to visit Kentucky each and every single year. So really didn't go into it. This was a statement, but this is the ad valorem tax. This is the tax that is only in Kentucky, and it's a tax just on barrels that are living inside of a warehouse. Um, it, no other yep. state has this. It's just something that a lot of the uh, Nelson County and what other surrounding counties where you see a lot of bourbon barrel warehouses aging, they take that tax, they put it towards schools, they put it towards infrastructure uh, and everything like that. And so there's this Right now, there's a battle, a lot of heads that are fighting back and forth to try to figure out because the bourbon distillers, they don't want to pay it anymore. And there's probably something to be said about it because there's more and more and more and more barrels that are aging, which means they're collecting more and more money to be able to do this. And now they want to start phasing that out. But that's not going to happen right away because, yeah, you you tell you're going to start removing money from schools, that's going to start raising some red flags. And now they have put forth a a proposal to start reducing it and removing it, but it will have to take more and they'll have to find the money from somewhere else. Well, and I, I don't think, you know, we've talked about this before, I think, and we have a future episode where Chad McCoy gets into this, but um, I mean, yeah, there, there should be some kind of ceiling or limit on it because I mean, it's, we're not going to, if you put a ceiling on it, you're not taking money away. The, the, the state and these counties are making excess money that they never deserved, you know, that they weren't earning before. And, in okay, they're putting it to schools and infrastructure. Well, the city of Bardstown can't even support expansions from the distillery for the distilleries. And so I, I call bullshit on that. And so, um, you know, there's some shenanigans with all this and, you know, when you, you just get this cash cow and everybody starts milking it, um, you know, there's some fuckery and shenanigans going on. So uh, it just needs to be readdressed and revisited. I, I, I don't say it's intentional, but they are kind of using like, you know, the schools and it's just kind of how like distributors say like, oh, we're, <laughs> we're, protecting. we're protecting the young youth from getting drunk and blah, 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 and, and counterfeits and blah, 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 and all that stuff. So. Um, we don't need to take this tax away. There just needs to be, just needs to be re-looked at and, uh, kind of 
made to, to modern times because when it was the the intentions were good, but there's unintended consequences that have happened with the growth of the whiskey, and so it just needs to be readdressed. That's yeah, there was a there was a private chat going on in our, our Twitter group with basically everybody in the roundtable and and basically saying should why is there why is this an argument should people be caring about this or why should distillers fight this and so on and so forth and fred had a really good point of saying that all this is showing that kentucky and bourbon really cares about its community and they put forth a lot they are continuing to invest more in the community they're raising all kinds of money and now we want to take that money back does that make the bourbon community look bad and i replied back and i was like dude we get taxed left and right and up and down and i was like we we paid enough money so i'm all i'm all for shaving a few cents off of here and truly it is shaving cents uh for this ad valorem tax it's not a huge tax but it is a tax at the end of the day too and they just want to make sure they create a level playing field because it's not like we're going to go somewhere. We're not going to go to Southern Indiana and open up some operations there. But you could look at people that want to expand or people that want to. Yeah, but people are this. This is this is where I, I, I'll counter argue. It's short sighted. These companies don't just do bourbon. That's what people think. And, you know, they start offloading the other stuff. You think of Fireball, you think of Brandy, you think of all all the warehouses and this and that, that all the, you know, all the other products that these distilleries do, they do it in another state because, or a different country because of the tax savings. And so it's like, there's more jobs, more infrastructure, more people in construction, all that losing income because of this tax. And so, you know, that that's a short-sighted, you know, kind of thing It's not just bourbon. It's the, the, these, they're, they're all spirit companies. They have a div bunch of different things. So it just doesn't affect, you know, the barrels of bourbon. It's a lot of different things. Very true. Very true. Good counter argument. We'll yeah. take it. One point for, put, for put me on the house floor. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I want to give a, another shout out to the folks at St. Louis Bourbon Society because I want to plug this. They are doing their second annual bourbon and brews festival. And that'll be happening on June 10th, 2023 at Frankie Martin's Garden from 11 to 3 p.m. And the venue is in St. Charles in Cottleville, or Cottleville, Missouri. So general admission ticket holders will have access to roam the full 2.74-acre garden, enjoying over 300 different bourbons, whiskeys, and craft beer samples. The guests will also receive seven spirit sample tickets along with seven beer sample tickets for all the sampling needs. And all new for 23, the festival will offer a garden VIP ticket, which includes all GA benefits, plus a fast lane check-in, as well as an exclusive air-conditioned lounge, which you, know, you might need that in June. And they'll also be serving unique samples and cocktails sponsored by Woodford, Old Forester, and Jack Daniels. The event will feature live music from 11 to 3, craft vendors, artisans, as well as the best food trucks serving in the city, as well as unique menus selected just for the festival. A portion of the ticket sales will be donated to Feed the People, which is an outreach organization started by Steve Ewing and creator of Steve's Hot Dogs and lead singer of the national music group, The Urge. So it's uh, this team is connected with hundreds of people in the St. Louis community and donated meals to anyone in need. So tickets are now available. They can be purchased at their website at bourbonandbrewstlouis.com. And with the pre-sales already started, but now the GA is available. So go in and get it if you're in the area. I want one of Steve's hot dogs. That sounds pretty good. I'm I'm a big hot dog fan. I'll tell you what. I have, yeah, I, I grew up never, never, I never was never like a hot dog snob or anything. But tell you what, the first thing, first time I ever had a Nathan's hot dog changed my life. 
Have you ever had a Nathan <laughs> Tom good. Dog? They're freaking well, yeah, delicious. I've had, I've had a thousand of them. Now I'm like, I, like it kind of ruined yeah, me. It's like, you got to get the all beef hot dogs. Like I love my Nathan's hot dogs now. Yeah, they're. Yeah, they're. You, you can't go wrong with the Nathan's. They're, no, no. I, first time I got it because I it was probably like I watched it on, you know, the when they used to have the the competition online with Tamagotchi. Or, oh yeah, there we go. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a Nathan's hot dog. And I go to Kroger. I'm like, I'm gonna get a Nathan's hot dog. And I had it. And I go. Damn, this is really good. Until they dip it in water, that's where it kind of made me sick. Yeah, you kind of like, lose me there. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to dip my hot dog in water, but I guess that's how you scarf down hundred of them. Ugh. It hurts my stomach thinking about it. Yep. All right, so one more kind of uh, good little anecdote here is that the Yellowstone bourbon brand family is announcing its renewed partnership with the National Parks Conservation Association. As a newly structured partnership, Yellowstone will donate $250,000 making it NPCA's largest annual corporate donor. To celebrate its continued par- partnership with the National Parks Conservation Association, Yellowstone has also released a special edition NPCA collector's label on bottles of Yellowstone Select Bourbon. The front label includes an illustration of two grizzly bears wrestling, just picking salmon out of a street. Actually, it doesn't say anything, but it says that it is depicted on the NPCA logo along with a ribbon in the organization's iconic green. The black label includes a QR code to learn more about Yellowstone's partnership with NPCA. Starting uh, the week of April 10th, there will be 10,000 cases, around 60,000 bottles of this particular bottling and collectible label that will be available retail nationwide. Sounds good. Love yeah. Yellowstone. All, all things Yellowstone. The show, the brand, you know, Stephen Fonte. <laughs> the, whole, the whole nine. I, I still don't... Is Steven that, that that he's like got to be one of the is he he's like actually an actor? One of, he's one of the two grizzly bears on the label. Is he really? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm kidding. But he he does such a like when you go there and I'm like he is so in the zone. It's like it almost like questions your reality. You're like what is <laughs> he he's so good at what he does. Uh, if you haven't been to Limestone, it's it's a he's it's a treat. Yes, it is. It is. All right, here's our last news article, and that's that Acker Merrill Condit. It's a 203-year-old whiskey, or should I say wine store, typically wine, but also spirits. It's in the upper west side of New York City, and it bills itself as the oldest and most respected wine shop in America. However, it has agreed to shell out the maximum penalty to state regulators after a probe uncovered sloppy business practices surrounding the sale of fake bottles of Colonel E.H. Taylor four-grain bourbons, around $1,000 each, and that's what public uh-huh. records show. You may have remembered this because the New York State Liquor Authority commissioners, they actually had this meeting and revealed more details about the mess. And this was first reported on Inside Edition when it exposed it back in 2021, and we had talked about that a long time ago on the show. We even had one of the guys that was interviewed, Adam Hers, on the show talking about it as well. And this was going and alluding to the fact that store employees, and this is what they said, the store employees bought the fake booze from a private collector, despite the telltale signs that it wasn't authentic. And the family-owned business is now taking responsibility for the scheme. And their lawyer, Kevin Denau, assured the panel's three commissioners at the hearing. It was after this that the commissioner, Vincent Bradley, asked incredulously whether the employees who bought the fake bourbon were still working for the retailer. And the store employees were actually going out with their own money Buying it, pri- buying it from private collections and then reselling it to the liquor store, but not telling the liquor store what they paid for it. And so Acker was fined for purchasing whiskey from, quote, unauthorized sellers on five occasions in 2020 and 2021 and for failing to keep proper records. 
The fine, which they voluntarily offered to that they voluntarily offered to pay, is the most that they can do, which is around two thousand to ten thousand dollars. But they paid the maximum of one hundred thousand dollars. Wow, I remember talking about this, and so justice was served. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they just they just they opted to take the maximum fine and pay a hundred thousand dollars. Like they knew they messed up. <laughs> yeah. That's when, you know, like you willingly did it and you're just like, I'll do anything to make this go away. But even in here, I think I, I've seen a lot more other things kind of come out of it where people were baffled to say that you would make your store employees go out to buy it with their own money and not actually have the store be the one that, that buys it with its money. So you make this, make the employee go buy it and then the store buys it from the employee. And so that's where things got a little tricky. Plus they said, even to this day that any, they, no one has been fired for anything. So everybody's still employed for all that. <laughs> yes. And that they were just like this is just uh again just more details just kind of keep so emerging you, from it you, are the current clientele still shopping there <laughs> like no <laughs> i don't know but it was a there's actually you can go i mean you can google it and you can see inside edition fake colonel eh taylor four grain and you can watch that it's a it's a really good news article and it's i didn't say news article it's a it's an interesting video it's one of those like you know hidden camera kind of things it's interesting it's like those, uh, like on, gosh, what's the show? Cheaters. Why am I drawing? No, like the Today Show, and they go and uh, you don't like cheaters. No, I don't. Definitely don't like cheaters. But it's like the Chris Hansen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> walk in. Come, come inside, have a seat. <laughs> I'm here with the Inside Edition, and you are selling fraudulent bourbon. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Well, this is. I'm gonna go ahead and show the tape to you. Okay, maybe we are. Here's a hundred grand. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. Yep, nailed it. All right. Well, stick with us. We'll be right back with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon, and that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase. 
and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, it's that time of the year. We are gearing up for festival season. I say festival season. I'm talking about Kentucky Derby festival season because we only have two new releases to talk about, and they are both for the Kentucky Derby. So the first is that as an official sponsor of the Kentucky Derby Festival for its seventh consecutive year, the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience is releasing a special edition of its Evan Williams Single Barrel Bourbon with a commemorative 51st edition gold Pegasus pin sealed in wax on the neck. It's dipped in an iridescent teal, and the bottle will feature a special face label with a coordinating teal and gold Kentucky Derby Festival logo and includes an official 2023 Pegasus pin in an envelope attached to each bottle. There will only be 800 limited edition bottles, and beginning last week, the bourbon will be available for purchase at the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience for $80 and at select area retailers while supplies last. The limited edition 2015 vintage is bottled at 119 proof, commemorating both the 68th Kentucky Derby Festival plus the 51st year for the Pegasus pin. I wonder if that was on so, purpose. Did I hear this right? There's an Evan Williams or I, I totally blanked out. There was an Evan Williams bottle for Derby. Yeah, there always is. Every single, well, is at, least, at least for the past seven years, there have been. I've I've got one in the back. I, I picked one up, I think, two years ago. Where have I been? Yeah, they always they always have like a Derby pin that gets to it, and they typically dip it in a, a special wax color. So they've done gold, they've done pink, and this time it's a teal. Huh. I never got one. I need one of these. I mean, it's, it's uh, sure you go get one, <laughs> go, go down the bourbon experience. I'm sure they got some for you. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. And then you can go use your pin to go get in the chow wagon. I haven't been to the chow wagon in quite some time. That was last time I had bad stomach aches after leaving there. <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know the, the all chow wagon. Food. It's yeah, like the, the fried food mega. It, that's all it is. It's a, it's essentially a county fair that goes on while derby season is here and it's, where all the trucks it literally i think every truck in the nation that serves turkey legs and funnel cakes they just show up and they're all on the riverfront and somehow you have to pay to get in and usually there's like there's a band and bud light and funnel cakes and that's what it is <laughs> yep you go through the chow each chow wagon and you get your beer then you get you know a corn dog and then you get fries and then and then you're like to top it off with a funnel cake with powdered sugar and chocolate. And then you get two more beers and then you throw up <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, how'd this cost $80? <laughs> how'd it cost $80? And I have stomach pains. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. So our last one is that Woodford Reserve. They're also the presenting sponsor of the Kentucky Derby, which is different than the Kentucky Derby Festival. They're honoring the greatest two minutes in sports with the release of its 2023 commemorative Derby bottle. And this year's special release celebrates the 50th anniversary of one of the most iconic moments in sports history, and that's Secretariat winning the 1973 Derby. And Secretariat is considered one of the greatest thoroughbreds of all time. It's a triple crown winner, and he still holds the record for the fastest race time at the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont. The bottle features the artwork of Kentucky native Jamie Corum and known for her stunning horse portraits. Her painting captures Secretariat in the winner's circle at Churchill Downs with the famed garland of roses draped over the Colts' withers. The bottle will retail for $55 and is available for purchase now globally. Ooh, globally. Mm-hmm. I still get goosebumps when I watch that video. Secretariat, 
every time I watch it, it, him just crushing everyone. It's like, I don't know. It's pretty cool when you go to the Derby Museum and they show it, you know, on the circular. The 360 screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, it does. It gives you goosebumps. I'm pumped for Derby. I, that's, I love that week. It's such a good week here. I like it. I mean, it, I actually, I love, I love my Wednesdays. I love my Thursdays. I haven't done the Fridays and Saturday at, at Oaks and Derby in a while. Ooh, I haven't either. That's, it's too rich for my blood. <laughs> it's, Unless, not too, it's not that it's too rich. It's, it's, it's now it's just too, I'd say, I now, I'm, I'm, now I sound old. I'm like, it's too crowded. I don't want to go there. Nah. I don't want to well, pay $19 for a Bud Light. Nah. Well, it's like when you go to the Brown Foreman Suite on Wednesday, and then you got to go to the, the infield on Saturday, you're like, <laughs> can I get the Brown Foreman Suite on Saturday? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's by far the, the best way to do this. Is, oh, Hopefully yeah. we're still invited. I couldn't make the Brown Foreman Suite last year because my daughter got sick, but hey, Chris Pointer, hope you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Count us in for head count of three again this year. Well, four. My wife wants to come. She oh, yeah. Head count of four. Head count of four. No, it's always great. Uh, you know, typically there's, uh, you know, I, I guess we'll be able to probably see Melissa Rift there this time. We'll be able yeah. to see Chris Morris. We, and um, they, they have McCall. to invite us. Melissa and I, we, we had catalytic converters stolen. You know, to, <laughs> both of us have had those stolen. So now we, Melissa, you got to make sure we're there. Man. <clears throat> All right, last story. So I was coming back from St. Louis. And I, I rented a car to go there because I, I don't like to put miles on my car. So I was dropping my car off at Avis, and that's also a budget place. And so this guy comes in, and he goes, hey, I need to rent a truck. And she goes, I'm sorry, we don't really have any today. He goes, there's like four of them right out there. She goes, yeah, all the catalytic converters got stolen. Oh, <laughs> they got happened. They happened on Tuesday this week. And he's like, dang. I was like, man, alive. It's, it's an epidemic. Oh, no. It's it's happening everywhere. She was like, yeah. She was like, she said this like the second time it's happened to them too. I don't understand people like you. I buy a car and don't put miles on it. What? That makes no sense to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, because I, I, I can I can use the corporate you, where, card to be able to do it. I don't, when need, do I don't you, need to put the miles on it. When do you ever drive anywhere? You sit in your office all day. <laughs> you <laughs> and, put like 10 miles a week. I know. And and that's why it's like, I don't even get near that average of what it was supposed to be like, what, 12,000 miles a year or something like, is that his average or 10,000? Yeah. You're going to sell a 20 year old car with 5,000 miles on it. <laughs> I, I probably put about 2,000 miles <laughs> a year on it. That's about right. Dumbest thing ever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My wife feels the like same exact way. I don't know. It's the, it's the, I don't know. I'm just a little frugal, I guess, when it comes down to it. That's so stupid. <laughs> it, it is. It is. But that's that's what I like to do. It's well. I mean, I'm dude, kidding. it's like all those miles. Like you get, you gotta get. It's all new tires. It's all this other stuff that you gotta take care of. It's just more maintenance. You all never. You go through one set of tire with miles. You drive. Y'all drive <laughs> the whole life. <laughs> See, that's it's me just making excuses though. That's right. All right. Well, that's gonna end it for this weekend in Bourbon. I hope you all had a good one. Make sure you go and check out Ryan and. At the at the at the goose, Saint Goose, Saint Goose, yeah, yeah, do that. And like I said, if you're looking for a bottle, go check out the website pursuitspirits.com. Use that store locator; it's gonna be your best way to do it. Plus, oh, we should also mention if you didn't know, Sealbox now ships to 43 states across the U.S., including Pennsylvania and all kinds of other kind of good places. So if you have been waiting for your opportunity to get a bottle because like, oh, they don't ship to me, well. There is a 85% chance they do now. 
That's way to go do the math there. That's just a it's a guess. That's close, but that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, yep. Hope you all have a good weekend, and we'll see you next week with more bourbon news with our two dumbasses. So. Yes, yes. And no RTD news this week. Maybe next week. Oh, maybe. There'll definitely be like 10 RTD <laughs> next week. All right. Cheers, everybody. Toodles.